I've said many times here that we were fortunate to have six children, and um, as they were growing independent in their, oh, let's say mid-teens to late-teen years, they needed me less and less and wanted my input less and less, and I had to kind of step back and say, well, I wouldn't do it that way, but okay. And it's a hard thing, especially with boys, because sometimes there are choices that boys make. Oh, you're going to take a one-way trip to Portland with no plan for when you get there. Or, oh, you're taking a, you're, you're going to hitchhike for three months. I, I wouldn't do that, but oh. <laughs> uh, you know, seeing that independence, though, is really part of God's design. And um, that process just needs time and maybe some coaching. I'm John Fuller, along with uh, my focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta, who is uh, leading our parenting and youth department here at Focus. Uh, we're going to hear what it's like for a mom to raise a son. Uh, we have a great guest, Rhonda Stoppy, and she spoke with Jim Daly and me about what it was like to walk through various seasons with her son. Let me ask you, with, with Brandon, the first time you held him as a mother, and here's your little boy, you just give birth to Brandon. What's that like? Scary. <laughs> I had a daughter first, and, you know, it's like, I get it. I get her. Uh, Why son, was that scary or intimidating? Because you're raising a man. And I think that's where this title, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, comes from, because we get so caught up in the moments of every day, just survival, we forget that God has called us to this incredible ministry of motherhood to raise a man. And you know, I'd never thought of that. Is, is it more comfortable, you think, generally for a mom to raise a daughter? I don't know that it's comfortable, because there's that whole, we're so similar kind yeah, of thing right. Right going on. But I think we get each other. Okay. But with a son, I was completely out of my wheelhouse. I didn't know how does this boy think. There were transferable lessons from your relationship with Steve that you could take to that situation. It's different yeah. because you are establishing a daily interaction with them, how they're going to perceive women, mm -hmm. how they're going to perceive the Lord, how they're going to, you know, oftentimes our children emulate the marriage that we have in their own marriages. A boy will choose a wife that's a lot like his mom, or if the opposite pendulum swing is like, I want, want someone who's nothing like my mom, which that can't be healthy sometimes too. Uh, there's just so much. So you're holding this sweet faced little boy. And I remember for the first 10 years of his life, you know, that gentle, soft little skin. And, you know, I'd take a nap and my daughters would be like, you took a nap again? My son would be like, mama, did you get a good nap? I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I you want a cookie? Shmoopy, shmoopy, shmoopy. <laughs> But I remember when he started pushing me away when he reached adolescence, and mm -hmm. I remember feeling betrayed because it was like, you and me, buddy, you know? And Steve had been in youth ministry for 18 years. I had watched this phenomenon of young boys pushing their moms away at that adolescent age. But in my mind, it's like, that's not going to happen with Brandon. We are so close. But here's what's interesting. I know we're skipping ahead in what we were going to talk about, but what's interesting is this. There's no coming of man ritual in our culture. I wish there was. I wish you could send them on walkabout, tell them to pee on a rock, kill something, walk on hot coals. <laughs> well, you could tell We them will that. kill the fatted calf and call you a man. No doubt you're a man. The main understanding in our culture is don't be a mama's boy. So our sons hit about 10, 11, 12. You'll know when it starts happening. They start smelling funky. They start, <laughs> you don't you know, go in their room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they start to push mom away. And I yeah. saw this in so much in youth ministry as well as in my relationship with Brandon. And as moms, we kind of freak out. If they're pushing me away, that means they're rebelling. And here's the other thing is men take pride in their work. They want to do something that, that they can say, look what I did. And when your son has swept the kitchen for however many years of his life and he's done it 
because that's his job. And one day it's beneath him. We look at it as, as wives. That's rebellion. Instead of going, wait, he's a man. He wants to do something that he can take pride in. So I need to redirect him towards a man. In my case, it was my husband. I know some, if you're a single mom or a mom that doesn't have a husband that's involved with your son's lives, we'll talk more about that down the line. But I needed to have Steve's perspective in in that. What does it look like? So as Brandon started pushing me away, I always tell moms of adolescence, you have a choice. You either hand them their manhood or their coming of man ritual is they're going to fight you for it. They're going to push you away. And and Brandon would say things. And it took me, I didn't get this right away. I was like, you know, you know, you can't go downtown with those boys and go skateboarding. And it's like, he would say, you know, you never let me or if you cared about me. And I'd be crying like, how you? <laughs> and, and Brandon says this, and, and I quoted him in Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. He said, when my mom stopped crying, I knew I had lost the upper hand because at some point I was just like, I can't do this anymore. He's He knew what to say to push my buttons, making acting like he's questioning my love for him, which he was just trying to, he wanted to go skateboarding with those well, boys. It's independence. <laughs> They're pushing for independence. Danny, this is a really big deal, training our boys to become men. You can't sit back and watch it happen. you got to be in the mix with your son. Um, your boy is, what, 17 now? He's 18, 18? John. Okay, yes. so you're there. How have you encouraged him along the way? Well, he's taller than me now, John. So, what, so you've encouraged him to be taller? Yeah, just be taller, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> stand up straight. All those years of stand up straight oh, is paying man. off. It's a joy to see him it grow up. It is fun, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is fun. And he's gotten stronger. It's been very beneficial to move things around the house Absolutely. with him next to me. and. Uh, I'll miss that when he uh, starts his own. <laughs> uh, those, those, it, it, it is just really encouraging to see the physicality part, but the molding and shaping of his character, his emotional world, his perceptions has taken intentionality and it hasn't always been a, a perfect time. And those imperfect moments are teachable moments for us as dads to be able to, to step in and say, hey, son, what happened? Hmm. Because in, in our weakness, we're made strong because we learn how to rely on Jesus, but we also get to see our own brokenness for for a moment. And one thing that I've been telling my son over and over again from a, a young age is the importance of a humble heart. Hmm. That's where it all begins. Yeah. Everything grows from there. That's that comes from the word humus. But that's uh, humility doesn't happen very easily for seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year olds. Which is why we need to teach it early, or let yeah. it happen early. <laughs> It, and and maybe let it happen early. And some kids have a harder time with that than others because of just either natural abilities or um, the, the feedback they've gotten along the way or just the personality of being a leader. They're out to conquer and go, and that can lend itself to a more prideful heart. Uh, but that's those conversations of shaping the character to see other people learning to love through your work, learning to love through your strength, learning to love through how you serve in the home, learning to love in your conversations, learning, learning to love a woman, it begins with your mom and your sister, learning those things, those lessons we get to talk to our mm-hmm. sons about along the way and set the vision that this is about you becoming a man. And you can have those observations early on at 8, 10, 12. You can say, hey, I'm loving these pieces of you as a man. Mm-hmm. Because they are a man, they're just young at 8, yeah. 9, 10. It's not all of a sudden they become a man at 12. It, it's a progression within the word man that just happens to start with the word boy. Mm. 
So uh, as we close, let me just ask about the mom who uh, heard you saying uh, about humility uh, is thinking about failure and just desperately wants to protect her boy until he leaves the home. Wow, just wants to protect him. Uh, I just don't want him to have to struggle, Yeah. right? I mean, I, I don't want him to have hardship. Yeah, I've spent a lot we, of energy and time to protect it. Yes, and that's when guys find their strength when they learn how to have grit, how to have perseverance, how to navigate stress, how to navigate emotions, moments of failure, moments of disappointment. That strengthens a young man to know how to lead. Hmm. We need to have men get into those places so they know how to handle them because they're coming, either as adults or as, as, as uh, teenagers or as young kids. And it's good to start early with those moments of failure and disappointment and uh, stressful moments. Help them navigate that. And then have moments of celebration when they do it well. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw you do this. I saw you rise to the occasion. Or I saw that this was real difficult and you tried your best. Way to go. Yeah. It's okay that it didn't go exactly how you hoped it would go. I'm still proud of you, love you, nothing. Nothing will change that. Hmm. That is really good, and I hope that uh, you're inspired to lean in and to do as Rhonda's been talking about. You know, see the unique giftings of your child, um, see the journey to manhood, and encourage that boy. Um, Certainly, her book is a terrific resource in uh, that process, Uh, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. We've got that here at Focus on the Family. We'd ask, if you would please, to consider a contribution to Focus on the Family. Uh, Make a donation of any amount, either a monthly gift or a one-time donation, and uh, we'll send that book to you. Details in the show notes, and we have, as well, uh, a link over to an article, How to Be an Active, Gospel-Centered Mom. And then certainly there are other terrific resources. Uh, We've got lots of stuff here for you to encourage you uh, along the way. Just uh, hit the show notes for all the details. Next time, we're going to talk about spotting and getting rid of dysfunctional patterns in your home. Mylan and Kay Yurkovich will be uh, on this podcast. For now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. <music>